You're listening to the Loot Page Podcast. This week's episode, we've got Jay Diaz on. Um, and this is just a really honest chat. We talk about Jade. She started her online business uh, just 12 months ago. She's done $100,000 in profit. Um, and it's just an honest chat on me picking her brain on what she's been doing um, to get there. So it's all about the inner work that will unlock your business growth. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Cracking. Enjoying this beautiful sunshine. Crazy. I'll tell you what, you're from, um, you're from Torquay or Surf Coastway, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Um, that's my second home. I, uh, I surf, so I'm always down Torquay every week, once a week, but I um, live in Yarraville. But um, it is, it's blue skies here, so blue skies in Torquay. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about? I was like, um, like I was, I was mentioned to you in the voicemail, like the, the audience listening to this, Jade, are online coaches. Um, a lot of them are, are, are female, probably 70% of my audience are female. Um, and I know you're in a, a fil- you're in an affiliate business, mm. but I feel that there is some very, um, there's quite a between say an affiliate business, a network marketing business, and coaching business. It's quite a commonality between. It's generally very easy to get started with these things. Um, it costs next to nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, very little. It's not like I'm building a business where it's like a brick and mortar business and you know you've got to you got to hire the, the you got to pay for rent you got to buy all the infantry maybe you've got to hire staff and you're talking like hundreds of thousands minimum just to get started right mm. so with the great thing make yes correct correct before you actually make it your first dollar so you know kind of what we're doing it's so easy to get started so many people and because of that so many people do it but very few actually succeed. Um, and I feel the overlap between what you're doing and say, you know, the audience who are coaches is a big key of it to build the business is content. Right. Um, and I said to you, I think I'm pretty sure when I first asked you to come on the podcast, Jade, I said something about your energy. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is what will happen. Yeah, I'll come across people because I don't, I don't know you. Right? It's yeah, I, I'll come across people and I'll literally see a bit of their content, and I'll feel energy, and I'll be like, bang! I just know it with certain people. Yeah, and I got that hit with you, Jade. Um, and I've just been kind of watching you in the background, like uh, from when I first came across you, and I'm, um, I just said, yeah, no, I want to get Jade on my podcast. Um, and, you know, you're early on in your journey, but you've had some great success in a short amount of time. And I know it's because of a few things, but I just want to kind of pick your, pick your part to see like exactly what you're doing. <laughs> because yeah. um, you've, you know something that a lot of people don't know. And I'm just, um, I would love to kind of try and get some things out of you see, to see if you can share it with the audience, because that's going to definitely help them grow their business. And I know my audience is coaches. But it's definitely going to be very relative to what you do. Yeah, um, well, a lot of what I do is coaching, and you coach as well. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, where do we start this thing? Do you want to give us like a bit of an intro into kind of what you do, um, just so we're clear and all that? Yeah. So, what I do is I work. I have an online business, and you know, eighty percent of it is automated, and mm-hmm. it allows me to actually be in my life, which is why I started in the online space. Before that, I was actually working as a senior fashion buyer in corporate and I had done that for 14 years. And so it just took me to a place where I was very burnt out and yeah. I started a family and I just needed to actually be in my life and um, trade the burnout, right? So yeah. I started in the online space and, 
yeah, what I do, the, the bulk of what I do is actually coach women to actually yep. come home to their feminine essence. And I know that, you know, some people may be listening to this and thinking, what is that? And that is actually just women coming back into alignment with their body because mm-hmm. so many women don't actually operate this way because we live in a very masculine world, right? And, yeah. you know, we're being conditioned not by fault of anybody, but, you know, our mothers, our fathers, other family members, society to operate this way. And it doesn't allow us to actually um, tap into our intuition, to tap into our energy. And as women, we are innately magnetic when we live from this place. Mm. And I think that a lot of women don't actually know this. They're not aware of it. And so that's what I actually help women to do. I help women to come back home to live in alignment with what feels good for them and be the best version of themselves. And nice. a lot of so, women have forgotten that along the way. Yeah. So are you um so are you coaching these people yourself? Do you have other people involved in the coaching? Is it kind of a combination of both? Do you have your own coaching program now and then you're also Doing so, can you explain the affiliate side of of it, Jake? I'm a little yeah, bit so unsure what's going on. High ticket affiliate marketing, and so yeah. I partner with a company in the health and wellness space, and mm-hmm. you know, I what that allows me to do is it means that I don't actually have to develop any product myself. I don't have to yeah. um, house any product myself. I don't have to make any product, develop any product, and it just means that I sell someone else's product and I receive an affiliate commission that yeah and that is the way that women invest in this business to work with me so they invest in that product that means that they are then in my team and Mm -hmm. by working with me they get free one-on-one coaching and i'm also a breathwork facilitator and sound healer Mm. so i incorporate that in my work gotcha makes sense makes sense so you got a pretty amazing story and i just i just read one of your posts before this and i saw the one where you were on the beach and it was just you and the kids and it had like kind of your backstory um, of some of the shit that you've been through in your life. And I'm like, whoa, like you've got a story, yeah? Um, yeah. Can you give us a quick backstory of some of the stuff that you've gone through that's kind of led to, you know, me speaking to you now and you doing what you're doing? Yeah, well, it's, um, you know, everybody <laughs> has a story and everybody has traumas, whether it be a little trauma or a big trauma. And I guess part of my story really started when I was a child, Um you know, that trauma that I endured as a child was from sexual abuse and it was from my own father at the age of seven. And I mm-hmm. guess that really like, um, it, it basically felt like it robbed me of my childhood. And yeah. um, every, I felt like I was on this repeating cycle. So every seven years I would go down the path of trying to reconnect with him. And right. it was me trying to actually chase that father figure that I ne- ne- never had in my life, right? I didn't have that presence. And I also was in denial that that actually happened because my brain as a child couldn't actually comprehend that kind of trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I grew up into a young woman, I realized that I actually carried that around with me every single day. You know, it played out in so many different areas of my life. The men that I was attracting, who I was dating, how I would actually um, receive love. And it wasn't until I met my now husband um, and got married when I was 28 that I felt like I actually broke that cycle of, you know, attracting that trauma back into my life. Mm. And so my life really shifted at the age of 28. And from there I went on to have children and I thought that I had actually healed that trauma, right? Yeah. And (laughs) this is what many of us think. That you know, <laughs> I'm done. Often, often healing is linear. It. It's not right. It's really yeah. not, um, and it's a continuous cycle. And so, when I actually have ch- had children, that just rebirthed, um, literally, and you know, figuratively speaking, all of that trauma back into my life. Yeah. Wow. And I realized that I actually needed to go to the places that I'd been suppressing for a very long time. So I started self-development work. And so that was about nearly six years ago now. My son is nearly six years old. Mm -hmm. And it led me on this path. And I realized that 
a lot of my core belief systems had stemmed from my mother mm-hmm. and a lot of her core belief systems had stemmed from her mother, right? And so that's the thing is like that generational cycle <laughs> yeah, continues. A, yeah. And unless you are aware of it and unless you actually have the courage to go there and break those generational patterns, um, it's just going to keep playing out in your life and then you're going to keep passing it on to your children and then their children are going to keep passing it on. And to, until someone actually has the awareness and says, mm-hmm. no, it stops Yeah, here. that's massive. So, um, where, you know how you said that you noticed that seven-year period, the cycle where you were chasing your dad every seven years? When did you actually become aware of that? At 21. At 21 right. years old, I went traveling overseas for four yeah. months, backpacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the last time I spoke to him. Yeah, right. So, how do you, how is it now? Like, um, how old are you now, can I ask? 38. So, I'm 37. We're basically the same. Um, <laughs> so, how how is it now like that? Because I don't, I've had it, mum and dad, yeah? My dad passed a couple of years ago, but I had the mum and dad, yeah? How, what's it like not having the dad? Is it still hurt? Have you Have you got through it? Is there something else that's kind of, have you, have you found another father figure? Like how are you kind of feeling about it now? Yeah, well, I guess it's, you don't know what you don't have, right? I never had that my whole life. So I actually don't know what it was like to actually have a father figure. And I guess I always looked yeah. at my friends and, you know, their family unit. And I thought, gosh, mm-hmm. I really would love that. I really would love that strong, mm. you know, presence in my life. Um, yeah. And... I guess it just, it got to, that's why I was chasing. That's why I kept chasing like that father figure in my life. And mm-hmm. it was through the men that I was dating. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I didn't actually ever feel like I deserved that love. And so I never received, you know, love in its true essence. Mm. It was actually always very volatile. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of people can relate to this right now. Um and what about what's your partner's name? Alvaro. He's um, a Al- beautiful Colombian man. <laughs> Alvaro. Hello to Alvaro if you listen to this. Um, and what about Alvaro? Did you? Because um, I, I know I did this with my wife, with with the, a woman that I was always attracted to. Jay was someone similar to my mum, and mm. I remember I was I was seeing I was seeing this 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 is back when I was in my twenties. I was seeing this girl for close to five years, and. I never went like kind of next step with her, next level, because like we had fun together. Yeah. Loved being with her. But I didn't see her as a great mother figure. You know, I saw her as someone who's really be fun to with, but I'm like, hey, if we have kids, the time we get to that, I'm like, I just can't see her being a really responsible mum. And the thing that I always fell in love with, the girls that I fell in love with, were like women who like had this motherly energy. And that's what happened with my wife. Did you with um was it Alfaro? Alfaro, yeah. Alfaro. With Alfaro, were you like sourcing out, were you like literally looking, okay, I've got to find someone who's gonna be a an amazing future dad because like you didn't have that? Was that a thing that you had on your radar or not necessarily? No, I think when we met I was so young that wasn't even like in my in front of you know, where I was actually at in my life. So we met when I was Gosh, he was 21. I was nearly 23. Right. So yeah. it wasn't even in the awareness then? No. And it just happened. Oh, just that's, happened. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's magical. Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode um so you've gone through all of that and mind you that's a very quick um version of everything we haven't gone to the depths of it but you've gone through all that and then it's led you to um doing what you're doing 
And you only got started in this in like 2022 or so. Is that right? Literally 12 months ago. 12 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you have made over 100K profit. Is that right? In 12 months doing this thing? Yes. Which is awesome. Um, Congrats on that. Yeah. Like seriously, congrats. Really big respect to you. Um, And I, I... I'm so happy for anyone in this industry that does this stuff because I know how hard it is. I know how much devotion it takes and I know how much it's sold on the surface on how easy it is and it's so far from the truth. It is. Like you've just got to be so into it, right? So I have big respect for people that that make it in this in this thing and mind you you're only getting started yeah with this thing I know, oh, yeah. and you know it that just feels you know like that I've just hit like that you know yeah. the starting tipping point <laughs> exactly so you're only getting started with this thing but um can i I'm, i, I want to pick your brain around um how you've done it in a short amount of time because you would know this jade that um you know, you're a one percenter and you could even call yourself a point one percenter but you're a one percenter because only that percentage of people do what you'd been what you've done um so many people get into it so many people jump into the affiliate business or the coaching business or the network marketing business but very few people actually make money from it and you've done that so you're doing something yeah doing something that's working for you if you had to put it down and we just you know we just go back and forth with questions what would you say has been the reason why you've succeeded when so many people just can't do it? <laughs> um, I had the courage and the vulnerability to actually share that in a way that felt good for me. Like I had the courage to go to places that a lot of people actually won't go to. And you, you actually touched on this before and you said that yep. a lot of a lot of people actually don't make it. And there's a reason for that because they they stay at the surface level. And this is all about connection. It's about building trust and connection with your audience. Mm. And I am a huge believer that everything is energy. And just like when you meet someone in person, and you can feel someone's energy and you know straight away whether you click with that person or not, it's the same online. People can mm. feel whether you're bullshitting or not, right? Mm. People can feel whether you're actually um, being authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what sells. Authenticity sells. Mm. So if I had to put it down to one thing, it would be that. It's that I'm so authentic with what I share because it always comes from my lived experiences. Yeah. It comes can you give me a... from place can you give me a specific example someone listening is going what's surface and what's deep like can you give like an example between the two surface would be saying something like you know with the business that i do surface would be saying uh i've i've just i've just hit a massive goal in my business and i live this amazing freedom lifestyle i work only five hours a week and I get to travel all over the world. Yeah. Like, yes, I could do that, but mm-hmm. that's actually not my truth. <laughs> yep. And it's, and it's only hitting the surface of what it actually, what my life looks like. Mm. So an authentic version of that would be, I've just hit six figures in my online business in profit. Yep. And what that allows me to do is be a full-time stay-at-home mum with my two children. And I also work around them. Is it easy? No. I work when my daughter's napping. I work when my son's at kinder. I work when my kids go to bed late at night. I am so self-dedicated and it takes self-motivation to actually be successful And uh, my vision is so strong that nothing is going to stop me from achieving this and having massive impact in the world. Ah, So that's what I actually share. It's the impact piece, right? It's not just about me. It's about how I'm serving others. Mm. That's so good. I love that you said my vision is so strong. 
and I'll ne- let nothing because I, I'm the exact same, Jade. I'll let nothing get in the way of my vision and you have to be that way. Um, where does the – you said about self-motivation um, and I've, we've, got a, we've got a son, 18-month-old, um, building a business and living life is way harder when you've got kids in the equation. You've just got way less time um, and you're a mum and you've got a harder role than what I play because I see what my wife has to go through. And you've got two kids. Yes. Um, you've got two kids. And you're growing your business and you've just been real with us right there saying that I build my business during naps and, you know, when they're at school or whatever, when they're, when they're asleep because I've got self-motivation. Um Where's the self-motivation come from? How do people, how does, especially a mum, there's so many mums listen to this. How, and whether you're a mum or whether you're someone who's just time poor, maybe you're working a full-time job and trying to grow your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where's it come from? Shade, where does oh, this come from? That's a, I feel like that's a really deep question because it comes from what I was sharing earlier. It comes from being raised by a single mum of three kids. And the common saying in our house, our household being, we can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. It comes from that place. It comes yeah. from knowing that I will never say that to my kids and that mm. I never want them to experience that hardship. That's where mm. it comes from. It comes from a place of wanting to change my generational wealth story. That's, that's where the self-motivation comes from. And I think if you can connect yeah. to that deep why, yeah. why are you doing this? Why are you yep. wanting to build your business? It needs to be deep. Yep. Otherwise, the motivation isn't there. So you've got this strong moving away leverage, a thing that's pulling you into the future to do the work when you're tired and the kids are sleeping. You just want to nap as well. Yeah, you just want to chill out. You've got this thing. It's like, hey, I've got a choice here. I can just be napping and tired and sit down eat some Doritos or I can push myself <laughs> here and work on my biz because I'm sure there's plenty of times where you're loving doing your thing and you're like so motivated and inspired but then on the other side there's also times where that's not the case. Is that true yeah, for you, Joe? Yeah, so true. And I think that's your defining moment is when things don't feel like they're working and it feels like, you know, what you're putting out there is not getting any traction, yeah. that's your defining moment. That's when you actually have the opportunity to pivot or keep going down the same path. And I always believe like nothing changes if nothing changes. You're going to keep doing something it doesn't seem to be working and you can't pivot mm-hmm. and you won't grow in your business financially or personally. Yeah. Did you have a, um, because you grew up with the um, the financial struggles did you have a bit of an identity around money that you were the same deal you're someone who yeah how did you get over that that's a big one for a lot of people as well and for example just so everyone knows that uh if you have an identity that you have lack of money in your life if you've grown up in a struggling family financially you can do all the work on the outside um but you still won't actually get the results you sabotage yourself Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't actually make the money and you'll be confused. You'll be doing all these courses and learning all these things and you'll be like, what the hell is happening? Uh, it's because your identity is that you're a poor person. Um, mm-hmm. So, Jade, you had that. This is a huge thing and this is mm-hmm. a thing that a lot of people don't get. How did you get over that? How did you oh, change this it? This is such a multi-layered question because... Uh, so I'm smashing you with a lot of multi-layered <laughs> questions. I feel like, look, I believe that money and sex have a very similar energy and like I shared with you I had Mm. that sexual abuse when I was very young right so I feel like Mm -hmm. not only did I grow up in a family that you know yeah money was tight but also I had that sexual abuse so there was like so many layers for me to work on around money and the energy Mm. of it and I believed at the time, as I was growing up into a young woman, that in order to break that, I needed to go to university. And, you know, no one in my family, like my extended family, had ever been to university. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get educated. I'm going to be a very smart, intelligent, educated woman, and I'm mm-hmm. going to change this story. 
So I did that yep. and I went to university and I got my degree, which I do not use now. I didn't use it. Well, yep. You know, that's the thing. It's just a piece of paper. And a lot of us, you know, that grow up and realize that, hang on, you know, I can keep walk, working for somebody else and keep climbing the corporate ladder. And I did that. And I got to the pinnacle of my career and I was earning the multi-six figures. And then I realized, hang on a minute, I'm living like a really, you know, money isn't a problem now. But how mm. come I'm not happy? Mm. So I still had the money block. Still had the identity issue. And then I actually did the complete flip of that. I left that career. We struggled on one income. I was literally transferring like pennies from one account to the other, trying to like make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wow, there's still deep money wounds that I need to work on. It wasn't until I started this business that I realized where that stemmed from. And guess what it was? Self-worth. It all came back down to my self-worth and what I believed I was worth because money won't actually land with you. Like you, unless it has a safe place to land and you will actually only ever make what you believe you're worth. Mm, Interesting. And and this was so true for me. Yeah, mm. you'll only make what you believe you're worth. And this this was so, so true for me. I grew very quickly at the very beginning of this business. I mm. just like skyrocketed for the first four, four months. Yep. Had like a 10K month, like very early in, like my third month in. And then all of a sudden I plateaued. Because you know what came up for me? Self-worth. Mm. And that, that was like a mirror for me. And I realized, okay, I need to work on this stuff. And I'm a big, yep. big believer that you need to couple the inner work with the outer work at the same time. And this is a mistake a lot of people make is they believe mm-hmm. that they need to just, okay, all this stuff has just come to the surface for me and I actually don't, I can't show up right now. I need to work on myself. Mm. So they step out of their business to do the inner work, but then to step back in is so much harder. Yeah. Because I've taken a break. Mm. And there's an analogy of like right foot, left foot. I don't know if you know this one. It's like in the self-development world, if you're only ever doing leading with your left foot, right, what are you Mm going to do? You're going to go around in circles. That's Mm -hmm. the inner work. Right. It's going to keep going around in circles. If you're always leading with your right foot, which is always doing strategy, always doing, you know, that surface level stuff, a business yep. masculine stuff, you're going to mm-hmm. go around in circles again, just the other way. Yeah. It's like you have to couple both at the same time, the inner work mm-hmm. with the outer work. Take the aligned action at the same time as actually healing your wounds, whether they be money blocks, whether they be self-worth. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. I hired a personal coach during that time when my business plateaued. And I also was doing a lot of like, healing work, seeing a lot of different practitioners and facilitators on actually unraveling myself. Yeah. It's so good. The Um, next month, guess what happened? I'm going to say that you (laughs) got some results. Yeah. Actually had a breakthrough moment where that plateau had just like shifted. The energy completely shifted. Because I was constantly reaffirming to the universe, no, this is the energy that I want you to match. Yep. And what are you doing? What's like your day-to-day type inner work stuff that you work on now? Because a lot of what you're saying I'm relating to, yeah? A lot of what you're saying. I did the job thing. Same thing. I worked up to the top, made all the money, uh, realized that this is not fulfilling me, then went searching with my heart. Um, and then that's how I got into coaching and then went through the financial stuff as well. So it's literally very, all the stuff you're saying, very relate to. Um, and the inner work has just been, oh, over the years, it's been nonstop and it still continues today. And it just never will, pro- it never will finish. No. What do you do? Like, what's your, what's your, in regards to, 
continuing your healing, managing your inner state? Like what's like a day look like for you or a week? Like what are some of the things that you kind of do at the moment? And I know they probably change here and there and all that depending on periods, but what's like a typical plan or things that you do to help with your inner work? Self-care has been a massive one for me. Um, And especially as a mum, like you give so much of yourself to your children, so much of yourself to your partners that there's often very little time left over for you. And I realised that in order for me to actually thrive and be the best version of myself, I needed to serve me first so then I could actually give from a full cup. So I started shifting things within my days so that that I had a lot of room for that. And so now my days look like they're slower. You know, I, I the kids wake me up. I don't, I don't have an alarm, which is <laughs> a breath of fresh air coming from corporate um, yeah. and rushing. Um, How about alarms? I hate alarms. I just, I never want to ever have one again in my whole, in my life. It's just, mm. you know, I think waking up with, you know, to the sound of my kids is just a much better feeling for me in the mornings. And <laughs> it just. When, when you've had a good actually, night's sleep. When you've had a good night's sleep, for sure. <laughs> a good night's sleep. Um, and, you know, we just, we move slowly, we have breakfast together and. You know, sometimes I'm dropping my son at kinder and sometimes he's going to um, hang out with his grandma and that actually allows me time to get really um, focused on, okay, how am I going to fit in my business but also how am I going to fit in, you know, a meditation. I I meditate daily and I know that it seems so cliche but it Hmm. really has changed the game for me um, because it allows me to actually like, you know, be in my body. I make sure that I have movement. Now, movement for me is something that I enjoy. is either dance or Pilates. And with dance, it's just me dancing at home, either with my kids or by myself. <laughs> um, hey, can I ask I, about meditation, Chris, quickly, mm-hmm. before you go on to that? Like, what, what are we doing meditation-wise? Are we doing, like, the full, uh, like, you know, the Vedic type stuff? Or are we doing, like, you know, visualization type I prefer guided meditations and I really love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I went to see him face to face and I just, he shifted everything about meditation for me. That's so good. Do you know what I did? um, When you're talking about the, you know, um, the inner and the outer work before, um, I used to, because I've been running like a coaching program for about five years and I was so heavily focused on the outer work stuff, the strategy. I've got a background in sales. I mean, teach me about to sell for 15 years so it's kind of been you know i'm a masculine dude um that's been my my jam it's just like boom take action just do it man special <laughs> fears man come on do it more um but I, I just redid my i updated my program um this year and the whole first section um is all joe Dispenza's work oh wow yeah so that's weird but yes mm. So I know exactly how amazing he is, yeah, and all his work. You know why I think his work is so profound is because he's coupled the science with the spiritual, right? And that's why this lands with so many people. Same thing I say. (laughs) You and I, twins. (laughs) It's so true, yeah? Yeah. It's like it's... It's it's the combination. Do you know what it was for me is that even though I believe in all that spiritual stuff and I am a spiritual person, it's funny because I, I do some funny videos and I take the piss out of spiritual people and a lot of people think I'm anti-spiritual but I actually am legit. I do have crystals and I meditate and I <laughs> I look up to the sky and my cosmic higher self and all that and people think I'm hating on spiritual people. No, it's not true. Um, <laughs> but I have my logical side of my brain where it's like, I need facts and that's with Joe and you get, you know what I'm talking about? As soon as I found him, I'm like, he's doing the crazy spiritual shit, but then he's giving my logical brain explanation to make me truly believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why it's so powerful. And so I listen to him every single day. It's a 20 minute meditation. doesn't take long. Which one do you do? I'll send it to you. You can drop me in the show notes. Sounds good. Um, Love it. Yeah, it's really powerful. Nice. Um, did you do his walk for the world thing? 
No, I didn't. No. But did, did you hear about it? No. What was it? It's basically, it was about three weeks ago, I think it was, and he had, um, it was like, he organised this event around the world. It's kind of like the, the Earth Hour thing where everyone turns their lights off, but it's a, a walking meditation. So everyone in the world at the same time, he's got this walking meditation, goes for an hour, and everyone's walking together. So you met up in groups. Um, so they would have like, you know, people down Torquay organise it and then in the city and Port Melbourne and that. So you just go to a group and then you're with a group of people and you put your headphones on and you're like, three, two, one, press play, and then you're all doing the walking yeah. meditation. So instead of like a silent disco, it's a silent meditation. It's a silent meditation. Just, yeah, wow. Just, yeah. He just never ceases to amaze me with what he comes up with and mm. how he impacts the world. So which one of his events did you go to? Um, it was one that he did in March in Melbourne uh, this year. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. And he yep. did, there were like 4,000 people there. Um, yeah. It was at... Uh, the Melbourne Convention Centre. Um, uh, and he did two live meditations that day. Yeah. Have you um, read The Becoming Supernatural? Well, I've read parts of it. I do have that book. Yeah. Yeah. And I have his other one as well. Um, but all of them are so impactful. Yeah. Ah, so good. All right. So how do we get onto this? We're kind of talking about yeah. Yeah, you know, you're work, asking out of work, right? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, So movement, you were saying? Movement, meditation, um, and also making sure that I have a team of people that facilitate my health and wellness. And by that I mean I see a kinesiologist, I see a shaman, I see a chiropractor, like I make sure my nervous system is fully supported. Mm. That's so cool. How often are you seeing these on on average? And is it like week one chiropractor, week two kinesiologist, week three, or is it just like, hey, I I'm feeling I'm in? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is it set in stone like that, or it's just like, nah, I feel like I'm like I need a crack today, or that type of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, like I usually so see the chiro like once a fortnight at least, but yeah. then um, yeah, my shaman, my kinesiologist, I'll see once a month. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a really natural view on life, haven't you, with to do with, you know, what goes inside us and everything like that. So your your it's beliefs are based on natural stuff. Like my number one value, yeah. 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 So good. So, so good. Very um, conscious of what goes into my body and on my body, you know, when it comes We to could do a whole nother – let's not go there because we could do a whole nother episode on that. Um, it's just, I think if we go there for a second, it's just going to take us off, but that I'm the same deal. So I'm just like, we could make a whole another episode on all that stuff. Um, hmm. Okay. So you've got no alarms. Don't do alarms. Take it easy in the morning with the kids. Just chill out. You know, just almost like the, I'm, I'm getting a feeling of, let go of the regiment control type yeah. thing. It's like, is that we? Am I getting the right? There is no there? rushing in our lives. There okay. is no rushing. No I think rushing your life. We've we've intentionally moved to the surf coast to actually yeah. have a really slow paced lifestyle where, where no were you day is that? the same. We were living in Melbourne before that, like in a city. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. So. Um, we've got the meditations, we've got moving, and is there anything else? And you've got your team. Is there anything else that you can think of? Yeah, so in um, the community that I, you know, the women that I work with within my online business, we often have like six-week mentorship containers where so many of us are practitioners. So as I said, I'm a breathwork facilitator and sound healer. We have Um, yoga teachers we have reiki healers we have feminine embodiment coaches and so we Mm -hmm. all bring our passion work into this business by putting together six-week containers where the feminine is really supported and so Mm. i don't just lead those but i also you know participate in those containers um and so that is the other thing that really helps to support you know that 
inner work. Mm. Man, that's so cool. Um, all right. Now I'm going to ask you a question which I already know the answer to. I'm going to ask it. Maybe you might surprise me. But when it comes to your priorities on this stuff, where's it rating your life? Like for you working on yourself in your inner game, is it something that you just get to every now and then? Is it something that's like, hey, it's religious, it's every single day? Is it like, well, it's not every single day, but it's like majority days? Is it like, nah, I just kind of do it for a week and then I stop it for a week? Like, what I is it? I feel like it's like, well, unconsciously, it's every day. I think mm. because I've programmed myself now that I always lead from that place. And so that's, yeah. that's with my content. That's why my content is what it is. I, I never post a piece of content unless I actually feel like that sacral hit yeah. of, you know, something that I really, really want to share. And so that's always coming from that inner work that I've mm. done on myself. Um, and if I don't feel like I have any value to share that day, then I, then I don't pressure myself to share. I'm not ruled by mm-hmm. the by the algorithm, you know, like I just make sure that I'm always, that the energy behind what I'm sharing is yeah. the focus. And so it's unconsciously every single day. Do I journal right. every single day? No. Yeah. Are there some days that I miss doing a meditation? Yes. Mm-hmm. What happens when you go through a period where you, you kind of drop it all? You you know, whatever, things are really busy, things are extra stressful, whatever it is. You're sick, I don't know. What happens when you do go through a period where you, for whatever reason, just don't do all this stuff? Is it like a big deal? Is it like, does it have much difference? Or it's just kind of like, ah, oh, let's get back on the train, well, good. It's like you can notice the difference. Yeah, I notice the difference. And this actually happened with um, for me when my business is all of a sudden um, took off and that was in the middle of yeah. the year. And, um, like I said, after that plateau, my business just skyrocketed again. And I felt like the momentum and the energy was just so high and it was like, there was no stopping it. And, but my, <laughs> I was trying to like keep, you know, I felt like I was playing catch up. I was constantly trying to, to chase that energy and, and, and maintain that, that it got to a point of almost burning out mm. and, I felt it coming, and when I ignore it, it's when I get sick. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this is you're just that constant go, go, go. And mm-hmm. once, if you keep ignoring the signs that your body is telling you, like, I, you know, everybody is different, but there will be a sign. And if you keep yeah. ignoring it, then, yeah, it ends up showing up physically. And it actually happened to me. I end up getting pneumonia. And I was like, mm. yeah, that, I, I pushed too hard. <laughs> pushed too hard. That's what happens. Yeah, it's, it isn't interesting how we get signs and it's like it could be that um, you get a rash. But it's like a kind of a small thing. You're still cool to operate. But then if you don't do anything about, okay, where's that rash coming from? You're like, oh, I'm just going to get the cream and put the cream on it, that type of thing, as opposed to addressing, well, why are you getting the rash, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, are you stressed? Are you overworked? Are you not taking time for yourself? And then that stress or the, sorry, that rash turns into you get something like pneumonia. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. Um, okay, so kind of bringing it back to, you know, we spoke about why have you got the success that you've got in such a short amount of time and we've spoken about being authentic and going deep, not being surface level like so many people do, right? Mm-hmm. It's really sharing what's going on, your story, the crap you've been through, the fears that you experience, the insecurities you have right now, the doubts that you have. You're kind of sharing all that stuff, right? You've got a vision so strong that you're not going to let anything get in the way of that, yeah? Coupled with that, you've got to know your why, why you're actually doing this. And for most people, especially coaches, like coaches, uh, um, you know, 
we become coaches, except for if you're a very masculine type coach, for example. Let's just say you're like, oh, I'm a sales coach or I'm purely marketing coach, that type of thing. Maybe putting that aside, which I'm sure they've got a story as well. But a lot of the time with coaches, if you're, we become coaches because we've been through pain ourselves and we've had some success and healing going through it. And now we want to help other people. So knowing your why on why you must do this, not just know your why on why you're becoming a coach, but it's like, hey, in regards to your story, Jade, you said, hey, if I, if I don't get past this shit, yeah, I'm just going to repeat the same crap that happened to me and my kids. We're going to struggle with money. They're going to have the same struggles with money and the same beliefs that I had and they're going to pass on their kids. never going to end. So that for you has been a major, major driver, right? So really tapping into, hey, what's going to happen in your life or repeat in your life if you don't get your shit together and start work on your business when you're tired, when, you know, the kids are sleeping, you want to sleep or whatever it is or you want to just chill out, you know, you should be working your business. You're like, no, I'm just going to do the Netflix thing. Um, that's been one of the biggest things is actually replacing all of that I mean I haven't watched TV mainstream TV for years but you know I did have to get real with myself and I replaced watching Netflix with actually upskilling myself in my business mm. so that's giving you so many more hours per week yeah because how, how easy is it to watch Netflix <laughs> <laughs> I mean everyone wants to zone out every now and then right Oh yeah, well, everyone does it. Absolutely. Do you know what? I'm I'm scared of watching TV shows. I'm scared of watching TV shows. Why? Because number one, they're so good these days. I'm so scared to watch them because I know if I get into it, they will hook me and it will control my life for the next few days or a week or whatever it is to get through. And I have this weird anxiety around TV shows because I'm like, oh my god, I've heard that's so good, but I'm like, if I get into it, I know I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So I just avoid it most of the time. Um, (laughs) And it's like sometimes my wife will be like, oh, I've got to watch this. And I'll be like, nah, nah. And do you know, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. I did Game of Thrones, but it took me, I think it took me about four or five years because my wife was, let's do Game of Thrones. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You did the same? No, I was into it straight away. Are you into it straight away? (laughs) I resisted for about five years and uh, you know how it goes since, the, you know how good it is. Like I'm Game of Thrones oh, is yeah. so good. And then, yeah, got into it and I'm like, this is why I said no, I said but no. I can't say no. Let's yeah. do another one. <laughs> Let's do it. I was running the show. I'm like, well, well, we're doing Game of Thrones tonight. We're doing nothing. But that's it what happens. It's an easy habit to get into, but it's oh. a, a bad habit to actually break. It's, it's really hard yeah. to break. But you know, it come like it, like I said at the start, it comes down to your self motivation. Yeah. How much do you want to actually succeed in your business? Okay. So it's is it is that all it is a matter is? So, so let's just say you got someone listening to this and they're like, you know, I know I should be working more on my business. And I know I should be list, watching less Netflix. I'm doing too much of that. I should be working more on my business in those times. And you're just like, hey. It comes down to, you know, your why in this because, you know, you're going to have a choice. It comes down to your priorities. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like, I think, you know, you'll prioritize whatever is important to you. So is it a matter of some people just don't have the why? That's the truth, which I just believe that's the truth. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But for the people, do you believe that there's still people that do have the why, the strong reason why, but they're just making the wrong choices? I think there's a lot of that going on. What do you say to those people? Because like, for example, if people just don't have a strong enough why, like they've maybe they've just grown up with a bit of comfort in their life, I'll be straight up with you. You, you probably ain't going to make it. Like it's just like mm-hmm. simple as that. If you don't have, if you don't want it more than anyone else, and we spoke about the 1% before with Jade's the one percenter, I always talk about this is You've got to be, you've got to be willing to do and go places that if you got coaches, for example, there's 100 coaches in a room and in your niche in particular, you'll be willing to do uh, what 99 of them aren't willing to do mm-hmm. consistently. Not every day, but in general, go for places and do things that 99 of them aren't willing to do. And when you think about that, it's full on. It's, it's full on. It really is. Um, so 
Jade, if you're saying that, say, someone really does have this strong why, yeah, but they're choosing the Netflix thing in that moment, just because maybe they just got bad habits, yeah, they just haven't built up the discipline to kind of push through on tough things. In moments like that, what do we do? I get them to go deeper beyond that. There's a layer underneath that of why mm-hmm. they're actually choosing the Netflix and prioritizing that over their business. It's it maybe a fear of showing up, maybe a fear of failing, maybe a fear of being judged. Right. So it's not necessarily, it's like, okay, they're, that's the thing they're, they're, they're avoiding. It's like, hey, if I can do the Netflix thing, it's just like, oh, well, I'm not going to do all that, the things that you said. If I had to create content, I'm going to be judged here. Yeah. What are people going to think? Ah, oh, how am I going to, like, my thing compared to theirs, like, you know, mine sucks. All it's the that biggest stuff. thing that will hold people back is they don't yeah. stay in their own lane. They compare themselves mm. to so many other coaches out there, so many mm. other you know people that are having success in the online space, and they're like, "Well, I have to show up like them, or I have to do it like how they're doing it." And they don't actually realize that there is enough space in this world for everybody to take up their own amount of space, and actually, there is enough space for you to share your authentic story. And have, have it land with someone that needs to hear it. And I'm not saying like share. I don't share my whole life online. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite private with my children and my husband and very, you know, um, aware that I don't want to share every single element of my personal life. But it doesn't mean that I don't share, you know, aspects of what I feel called to share. And I usually, and I, I'll give this advice to your audience that, Always share from a place of service and always share your problem that you've had in your life and then the solution that you found to solve that problem. Because when you come from that place, it's being of service to somebody else. Yeah. And then when you've got people that relate to you, they're going to be your clients. Exactly. And that's how you find your aligned clients, your soul aligned clients. Because they relate to your story. Very good. Jay, I just want to say thank you for coming on. It's been awesome. Um, I could easily keep chatting to you. But um, <laughs> we're going to keep the patrons wanting more. So uh, anyone who wants to follow you, make sure you go cha- uh, check out Jade. Where can they follow you? So my Instagram handle is the real Jade Diaz. Just all one word. And yeah. Come and check me out on there. That's where I hang out most. It's how I've grown my business is all through Instagram. Beautiful. Um, if you've learned something from this, which I'm sure you have, go send Jade a message. Um, she's very welcoming and have a chat to her and just, um, yeah, I'm sure she'll love um, if you share something that you've got from it. So go say hello yeah, to her, send her a message. I'd love to hear. And, send me a DM. Uh, yeah. Send her a DM. <laughs> um, Jade, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, really appreciate it. We finally did this. Yeah, only took, thank you. I only took it's a, been a number of months. <laughs> that's, that's all right. So uh, nice thanks, Jade. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.